Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. 12 in a row for the New York Yankees. So much football. Dak Prescott is a full go. And the Saints have named Jameis Winston their starting quarterback. So, yeah, there is a lot to do on Greeny today. Chris Carlin in for Greeny right here on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. Presented by Progressive Insurance. And all guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. Do not forget to be a part of Greeny Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line, 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. College football is back, and so are the fans. Return to glory with Fansville by Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. In just about 15 minutes, we will be joined by Chris Fowler, to get you ready for the college football season. It is week zero, and it begins this weekend. We will discuss all of that. And later in the show, we will get a little bit deeper into all of the starting quarterback situations and storylines around the NFL with our insider, Dan Graziano. So it all sits right in front of us, and we have to start with the Yankees, who just continue to find ways to win games out of the West Coast. They open up their trip with a victory over the Oakland A's and obviously a very important series for the Yankees to open up their lead in the American League wildcard. So right now that sits at six games in the loss column. They are ahead by three games in the first wildcard spot over the Red Sox. You know, I think that they, as you would expect, have gotten all of the attention because of what their season has been like. It's just been flat-out bizarre, right? You've had a terrible stretch in the beginning of the year, frankly, a bad first half for what the expectations were, and now you have a team that has played absolutely lights out in the second half of the year. They are 29-8 and in the last 37 games. 29 and eight. That is just off the charts. And it's all good to feel good about considering many people, including, oh, I don't know, maybe me, had given up on them in the first half of the season. Hadn't they? Yeah. And there was a lot of reasons to. But right now, I look at a, a, a team that is completely different than they were but I'm still left wondering. And they won 12 in a row. There's no real negativity to take out of anything that's going on right now. But it, the, the conversation has changed here. It doesn't take away from this remarkable achievement, but you have to constantly keep looking forward and understanding where they are and what's going to benefit them the most. They have been a team that has been absolutely outstanding in games that are decided by two runs or less. A one-run win last night. When games are being won by one run on a consistent basis, it's been proven time and again. There have been actual studies that there is some luck involved in that. It is not always about how good of a team you are. 
Here's Aaron Boone on exactly why his team has been so successful lately in these close games. You know, I would say, one, they're really good players in there. Um, we're familiar in those situations. So I think, you know, they play with a lot of confidence in these close games. And, you know, I think the more you play in them, the more comfortable you get. You know, it's it's not always been easy or perfect, but these guys are really good at competing, uh, you know, especially when the game's in the balance. And and obviously we've lost some in, in those situations. We've lost some really tough ones, but I think these guys do a really good job of not dwelling on it, being able to bounce right back. And, and some of our best wins have come up after some of our worst losses. So it was another case of the guys really, you know, competing really well. I mean, just to give you an idea, in games that have been decided by two runs or less this season, they're the best in Major League Baseball with a record of 48 and 23, but even more so since the All-Star break. They are 21 and 4 since the All-Star break in games that have been decided by two runs or less. Aaron Boone wants to chalk it up to really good players, and you can. They got out to a 6-0 lead last night. The A's came back and tied that game, and the Yankees later on found a way and Give them credit for getting that done, and even Aroldis Chapman was able to wrap it up. But with, with that being the case, with being so good in very close games, I think even the most diehard Yankee fan who wants to see things a certain way would admit there has been some luck involved here in the second half of the season. When you look at the last 20 years in baseball history, there has only been one World Series champion that has had the best record when it comes to one-run games in baseball. And there have only been two teams that have made the World Series when they have had the best record in one-run games. The Rays made it last year, and the 2005 White Sox won it. What's the point? The point is winning these close games does not actually always tell you how good you are. You may be just a little bit fortunate along the way. It's not all luck. They're obviously a good team, and they're different since the trade deadline and the acquisitions of Joey Gallo and Anthony Rizzo. However, you don't want to be putting yourself in a situation of having it come down to just one game. So what I'm telling you is, It's not about the wild card anymore. You have cemented that. Now you have to find every way possible to climb your way out of the wild card and catch the Rays. The Yankees are four out in the loss column behind the Rays. They need to win the division. They cannot be in a one or done situation with as good as they have played. What you've done is phenomenal. You have to be looking forward right now. The Rays are 26 and 11 since the All-Star break. We haven't really paid attention to that, have we? They have been consistently good all season long. It has not been up and down. It has been really, really good all season long. But we're not paying attention because they're the Rays and they're in Tampa and they can't fill a building that they only put half the people in to begin with. And the Yankees are the Yankees. Win that division. It is imperative for a team that looks awesome right now. Be careful.
There is a degree of luck and smoke and mirrors to this. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Am I being too harsh on the Yankees? We will take your calls in just a bit on that very topic. Have they had a degree of luck with what they have done? 888-SAY-ESPN. That, my friends, is all about Straight Talk. Brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Straight Talk Wireless. No contract and no compromise. In just moments, we will take a look at the landscape of the college football scene. There is an awful lot going on when it comes to conferences trying to save their own hides and what the season is actually going to look like. Our college football expert, Chris Fowler, joins us in moments. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. As a fan, this is amazing. This no, is the is. time of the year. This is what we talked about. This is real, man. This is real. Are you ready? Because I'm ready. This is Bomani Jones, and I'm ready. This is Greeny. The Jets are ready. This is Sarah Spain. The Bears are ready. This is Ian Simmons. I'm ready for football. Football is back, and it kicks off every morning with Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin and continues all day right here on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest, and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Greeny, the podcast. Hard to believe the end of the summer coming upon us, and that always means the U.S. Open and college football. In 30 seconds, we talk both with Chris Fowler with incredible storylines on both fronts. Straight Talk Wireless has rolled out 5G coverage nationwide, and you can get a Samsung Galaxy A32 5G for only $299, no 
contract. All on America's best networks. Straight Talk Wireless 5G capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. Chris Carlin in for Greeny today on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. The Open begins in Flushing Meadows, Queens on Monday through September 12th. Of course, ESPN has got all of the coverage and the men who will be calling the matches along with college football on the way as well is Chris Fowler who joins us right now. He's also working with IBM. Chris, it's Chris Carlin and for Greeny, busy, busy, busy time of year for you. How you doing? <laughs> I love it, man. I've done it for so long that it, it almost feels normal, even though it's pretty bizarre to think about doing the U.S. Open, leaving to call a monster college game, and then coming back to do week two of the Open. I mean, I, I wouldn't have it any other way. And if you look, you're a New York guy, Chris. You know what having the U.S. Open back with all that energy means to the city, what it means to the sport. So I don't know how you couldn't be pumped up to, to have, you know, full house at Arthur Ashe and then have a game like Georgia and Clemson. Labor Day weekend and then come back for week two to see if Novak can make some history on the men's side and who's going to be, be left standing on the women's side. You said it. There's a lot of good storylines. Well, it, for those who haven't attended the U.S. Open or have never had the chance, it is an event like no other to spend the day out at Flushing Meadows. So, Chris, uh, let's start with Novak. Obviously, Djokovic is the big story throughout with a chance to be the first singles player on either side since Steffi Graf in 88 to get the uh, Grand Slam, and not only that, but at the same time pass Federer and Nadal for all-time Grand Slam uh, titles. So when you evaluate his path, how does it look? It's a good draw. He's got a very favorable draw to get well into the second week. And then I think when the pressure builds, it'll be fascinating, Chris, to see how Novak handles it. Yeah, he's won a lot of big matches and big titles. He's been a great pressure player. But this is still different. This is still going for things that nobody's gone for before, in a long time anyway. A a, a calendar grand slam, title number 21, for the first time ever he would be ahead of Federer and Nadal and likely to stay ahead for good, given their health situations. That's a lot, man. And we saw him melt down mentally last year at the Open in an empty house in the bubble. We saw him at the Olympics, which maybe he shouldn't have played in the first place, but Novak kind of lost it at the Olympics. You know, lost three matches in 24 hours. He's had a month to recharge. I don't think that'll impact his chances in New York. But how he's going to deal with the pressure, you know, even though he spends so much time on the mental side of it, he works so hard to be zen and calm. That's just not really who he is in his core. He's going to be churning. And it's going to be... Uh, we saw Serena, as great as she is, she had a chance to go for the Grand Slam a few years ago and got shocked. Really, the pressure got to her. And it pressure gets to everybody. That's what makes tennis compelling, man. It's just, it's just two people out there having a conversation with themselves. And usually it's a bad conversation. <laughs> and things can go wrong. And, and Novak's not a machine. He's been consistent. When his A game is clicking, can't be beat. If he gets the mind and the and the body and the spiritual part all lined up, usually doesn't lose. But things can go wrong when pressure comes into the brain, and I'm I'm eager to see how that plays out. Well, he he's always been an emotional guy, like you said. So when you're when he's had the level of success that he has had, and he has been able to 
put himself more in that Zen mindset, what has it that has allowed him to be successful in those situations, Chris, to put himself here really on the doorstep of history? His regulation game is just so good. There's not much that breaks down. He's improved in so many areas. He's actually a better, more complete player now than when he was younger. He just doesn't have weaknesses. Uh, and, and really, only only Novak can beat himself at this point, especially on a hard court. Um, so, but having said that, it's happened. He's only won one out of the last five U.S. Opens that he's played. Uh, he hasn't been a place where he's been automatic, like he has in Australia. Wimbledon has been very easy for him, or easier, I should say, to get all those things lined up and, and have his top performance. New York hasn't been, for whatever reason. And there are guys. I know Federer's not here. I know Nadal's not playing. Um, Roger, I think, would have been, it would have been a stretch to see him as being a threat. Rafa would have been a threat. If he didn't have the foot problem in New York, Nadal would have been a serious threat to him. Um, but you still got three guys, I think, who are very, very capable and very hungry of, of kicking the door in. And that's Zverev. Alexander Zverev's on Novak's side of the draw. He would be expected to meet him in the semis. And that'd be a tough match for Novak. Medvedev, Tsitsipas on the other half of the draw, guys who've come very close. Tsitsipas, as we know, had him up two sets to love at the French final. Medvedev has been very, very close. Um, wasn't close at Australia to start the year. He played a terrible match against Djokovic, but he's gotten better since then in the big moments. So there's guys who can beat him if he doesn't bring the A game, and, but it's still in his hands. The way, the way it was in Serena's hands, when she would show up and she was healthy, it's in her hands. But it doesn't mean it's easy to do. It's Chris Fowler. He will be calling all of the tennis right here at the U.S. Open over the next couple of weeks. College football as well. We'll get to that in just a moment, including what he's doing with IBM here on Greeny. Chris Carlin in for Greeny today. All right, Chris, you, you mentioned Serena on the women's side. She's obviously uh, not going to be there. Pulled out earlier this week. What are the storylines that intrigue you the most on the women's side at the Open? It starts with Osaka, doesn't it? I mean, she came in here, won this title a year ago and, and handled the pressure, but has talked a lot about anxiety. She's talked a lot about her own mental health, pulling away, not playing Wimbledon. She's played very sparingly, Chris. I mean, she's only played two events this summer. She's won a total of three matches. She did not do well at the Olympics in her home country. If she's right, it's her title because she's very, very tough to beat on a hard court major. She's been pretty consistent at the Australian and U.S. Opens. But where is her head? Where is her belief? Now, crowds are back. The energy's back. How is she going to respond to that? And I, I, I think that you have to make Ashley Barty of Australia, the number one player in the world, the favorite, because on the women's side, we've looked for somebody to be consistent, somebody to put together results week in, week out, that make you think, okay, here's the number one player. She deserves to be the favorite. Barty's earned the right, but I can't make her a big favorite. I mean, I, I think it's very wide open. I think that you know, not having Serena there certainly changes the equation, opens things up. You got other players like Simona Halep, Bianca Andrescu, the Canadian who won the U.S. Open a few years ago. They're also bringing in injury concerns. And uh, the wear and tear this year, we've just seen it in this, I guess we can call it post-pandemic, as tennis emerges, just so many players' bodies breaking down, so many injuries that um, you, you, you can't. You don't just have to get to the starting line. You got to get through a punishing Grand Slam in New York if you're going to raise the trophy. And I think on the women's side, there are some other players that, that come in starting the tournament, but are they healthy enough to, to make to make the final? I don't know. Chris, 
how is she viewed among her fellow players with what has transpired this year and everything that she's been going through? Because I think publicly she has, people have started to understand her struggle a little bit. I'm just curious on the tour how she's viewed. Well, Naomi is popular. I, I don't know if, you know, behind closed doors, every player is quite as empathetic or compassionate as they are publicly, but, but I wouldn't speak to that with any real authority. I mean, they're all competitors and they see an opportunity that when Naomi is, is struggling or not right or not there, that, that it makes their chances better. But I think most athletes, not just tennis players can relate in some part to what she's gone through. I mean, Pressure is a very interesting thing. We could talk for four hours about the effects of pressure in an athlete's mind. It's a topic that really fascinates me, Chris. And in a sport like tennis, where you're out there alone on the court, you really don't have coaching at the majors. You have these conversations and with yourself, and they're bad conversations. You can talk yourself out of success. And you know, Naomi deals with it pretty well. But when you add in an athlete that's very naturally shy, introverted, not outgoing, doesn't feel comfortable at a press conference, doesn't feel comfortable necessarily in the spotlight, is great at doing her job, but the things that come with that sometimes, the attention, she struggles with it, and she's talked about it. She's been very candid, and I think a lot of athletes are very compassionate. It doesn't matter if you're a tennis player, football player, whatever the sport is, even a team sport, you feel that pressure, and you, you understand that, that uh, it can get the best of you, and you have to work hard sometimes to maintain that equilibrium and maintain that calm. And I think she's put in some work. Um, she may have a ways to go. We'll see. But it, it's a very bright spotlight. It's a very large, loud cauldron of energy at the Open. And it's very different from the way that she won it last year when it was eerily empty in our stadium. So I mean, all eyes on her. You're right. I mean, not just our eyes, but the eyes of her fellow players are going to be very closely tuned to see how Osaka handles all this. Chris Fowler joining us on the Goodyear Hotline, helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear, more driven. All right, Chris, college football. Um, first of all, new quarterbacks. That's the big storyline on the field right now at all the big uh, players. So give me a sense of what you're looking at here and who's got the best advantage with new quarterbacks from Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, Uwe Angelale is a new quarterback, but we know what he can do at Clemson because he came in and right. he lit up Notre Dame in that overtime loss. He did well against Boston College, as you know. So, and he and he has, I think, looks good in practice. Physically, you have no issues about him, but it doesn't automatically mean that he's going to come in and run the show the way Trevor Lawrence did. He, it's still, it's the, it's kind of his first time as the guy, and not the emergency fill-in, and that's a different role. And you know, I, I don't know. I mean. You watch DJ at media days in the ACC. I, I, I don't know if he looked like a guy that had complete command or was it ready to, to fill Lawrence's shoes right away. There might be some growing pains there. Bryce Young in Alabama, same guy. You know, he comes in with all the credentials, looks awesome in practice, full expectations, making a lot of money off the field with the new NIL rules already. But, you know, there, there's pressure. It, you, until you've done it, you haven't done it, right? And Matt Jones beginning to see in the NFL preseason just how good and how sharp he was. Alabama's going to lean on the rest of the roster. I think that it's going to be more of a defensive personality uh, from this team, kind of a classic Saban, at least at the start of the season. 
until the offense can get clicking. I don't think you can expect Alabama to score 50 points a game. You can't lose that much talent, have a new quarterback, you know, different play callers. I, I don't think you can just go and not miss a beat. And they're, they're going to be good, but I think it's going to be more of a defensive personality than it has. And, you know, I, I got the Georgia Clemson game and JT Daniel. He had a four game run at the end of the year for Georgia that was phenomenal, but it wasn't against the top competition. So against Clemson's defense, how, how is he going to play? The expectations are enormous at Georgia. There's a lot of pressure. Um, people have got JT Daniel contending for the Heisman, and he's got all the skills. And we saw what he could do at USC. But now in a full season as Georgia quarterback, he's not very mobile. Pass rush will come after him. Uh, got to keep him healthy. But it's, a, it's definitely a fascinating thing. And there's so much fluidity with the rosters, guys transferring left and right. It's like a free agent market in the sport. So there's plenty of storylines there, but 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 seeing how how Georgia's offense begins right away against Clemson on Saturday night for me is going to be really interesting. IBM is the digital partner of the U.S. Open, and they're revealing new innovation with artificial intelligence hybrid cloud to enhance the 2021 U.S. Open fan experience. So, Chris, tell us a little bit more about what they're doing. Yeah, if you got about 11 minutes, I'll explain the algorithm, Chris, <laughs> that uh, is behind. No, I'm kidding. Uh, no, it, it's just, listen, I mean, IBM has been involved in tennis for a long time. Watson has been analyzing tennis data for a long time. There's some new wrinkles. The IBM power rankings are really designed to step in and fill the void because the, the traditional old rankings in tennis become less and less relevant when you're trying to figure out, hey, who's the favorite in this given match and by how much? And who's the favorite to win this title? And the IBM Power Rankings factor in recent performances much more, momentum. They, they, this artificial intelligence is pretty crazy how they mine all the data and they come up with rankings that look a little bit different than the regular rankings. But it's going to be fun to see how accurate Watson can predict the outcome of all these matches. It's a tool we're going to use in our coverage every day. Um, there is a tremendous amount of data and stuff that goes into it on IBM's part. We're not going to smother the broadcast with all this data. Don't worry about that. But I think it is an interesting tool. And, and for lots of reasons that are not interesting to fans, um, the rankings are, are just less and less relevant in, in this kind of COVID era. So uh, we're going to use the IBM Power Rankings a lot. We're going to have predictors. We're going to have uh, fun. You can pick a fantasy team for the U.S. Open. I don't know if people know that, but there is fantasy tennis. That's awesome. And, and a fantasy league that the U.S. Open runs. And certainly Watson's data is a, is a part of that, too. So it's just a fun way of looking at matches, handicapping things, and figuring out who's got the edge. Chris, get some rest here in the next couple days because it's really going to heat up if it hasn't already. Appreciate the time, man. Enjoy the Open and hey, man, enjoy I can't it. rest. I'm, I'm, already, I'm already in full prep for us. You know how it is. We didn't even get a chance to play about Scarlet Knights football. We'll, we'll talk about that down the line. Right? Uh, hopefully going to be even better this year. Appreciate it, Chris. Thanks. You bet. That's Take Chris care. Fowler joining us on the Goodyear Hotline. And the tennis should be very interesting with Djokovic trying to chase after the Grand Slam Nobody's done that since 1988. Think about that for a second. I mean, we're talking about 30-plus years ago, and it was Steffi Graf on the women's side. Well, 5G is here, but the big carriers want you to sign a pricey long-term contract to get in on the action. Well, not anymore, because Straight Talk Wireless has rolled out 5G coverage nationwide with plans starting at just $35 a month with no contract and get a Samsung Galaxy A32 5G for only $299, all on America's best networks. 5G coverage, 5G phones, less money. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. 5G-capable device required 
actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. My friends, so often we talk about who's going to be great in the coming season for any given sport, and we're doing that right now with football. Well, it's also talk about, time to talk about who's going to flop in the NFL this year. So let's get to it, because I've got a list. Chris Carlin in for Graney. Hit the music. Let's get after it, because you've got teams that are going to flop, and you've got a few players that are going to flop as well. Number one flop, 2021, the Dallas Cowboys. I trust absolutely nothing about the Cowboys. I understand Dan Quinn's there. Their defense should be better. Dak Prescott is going to be a problem all season long. They say no limitations on him, but that shoulder, everybody has admitted medically, is is probably going to be an issue throughout the year. I have no faith in the Cowboys being able to get it done, primarily because their owner should have fired their general manager a long time ago. The problem is he can't fire himself. The Pittsburgh Steelers flop. That's right. I... As a Steelers fan, hate to say it, I don't think they're going to be nearly as good as everybody expects them to be. Ben Roethlisberger is not far off from done. And while he did throw for a ton of yards against the Browns in the playoffs last year, he also helped put them in a mammoth-sized hole to begin with. The Pittsburgh Steelers, a flop in 2021. The Cleveland Browns, a flop in 2021. Everybody is expecting Baker Mayfield to have his breakout year, including Baker Mayfield, who is looking for that big contract. You still have explosive elements on that team on the field and unfortunately off. What's it going to look like for Odell Beckham if he's not happy and he's not getting the football enough? Is that going to be a problem? I think the Browns have major flop potential in 2021. One more team. That could flop in 2021. My confidence in this flop, not nearly as high, the New England Patriots. If you are counting on Cam Newton to be really good, I think that's a mistake. We don't even know if he's going to be the starter. He might be good for the first few games, and then Mac Jones may get the job. But we all need to remember, Mac Jones is a rookie quarterback. And the teams that go out and spend the most money in the offseason usually do not fare well a couple of years later, and that's exactly what the Patriots did, spending over $200 million this offseason. Absolutely nuts. The Patriots could flop in 2021. Players. Jameis Winston named the starting quarterback of the New Orleans Saints. That's a flop. Sean Payton's a magician. He's not Houdini. All right? What Jameis Winston has never done is come close to throwing twice as many touchdowns as interceptions. 30 interceptions a couple of years ago when they asked him to chuck it all over the lot. Michael Thomas is a problem on the field and off. On the field, he's not going to be there early. And off the field, he and the Saints have had a major disconnect. Winston, flop. Another quarterback, a flop. Carson Wentz in Indianapolis. Back with Frank Reich. That's terrific. Good for you. Carson Wentz, from what I've seen in Philadelphia the last few years, is not the guy that you want to go to war with. He never handled the Nick Foles situation well. He hasn't been able to stay on the field. Carson Wentz, flop, Indianapolis. And lastly, 
And this is not going out on a limb, I hate to say. Jared Goff, a flop in Detroit. Trust me when I tell you, Sean McVay knew what he was doing. And from people I've talked to out there, the mentality has basically always been, if I'm going to hand you the play before the play even starts, as we all know McVay would talk into the headset of Jared Goff right up until the very last minute telling him what he saw. I'm going to tell you the I'm going to tell you the answers to the test and you still can't ace the test. We've got a problem. That's Jared Goff's problem. Flop in Detroit, which I know is kind of expected when you put those two things together. It's baseball season still, my friends, and you are ready to go all out. So you ordered the essentials to make game day a success, like a jersey a power recliner, and a bigger screen. And you used your Bank of America customized cash rewards credit card, choosing to earn 3% cash back on online shopping. Rewards that put that you put toward an essential piece of the celebration, an air horn. Apply for yours at bankofamerica.com slash more rewarding. Copyright 2021, Bank of America Corporation. That's right. Chris Carlin in for Greeny today on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. The Buffalo Bills are one of the really, really good teams in the NFL, but they might have a little too much drama going on already. We will tell you what we're talking about in moments. It's week zero in college football. Tomorrow on ESPN, we've got Hawaii at UCLA at 3.30 p.m., As Chip Kelly kicks off year four in Westwood, this college football preview brought to you by Cross Country Mortgage. From home buying to refinancing, Cross Country Mortgage is dedicated to getting it done. Visit them at ccm.com. What is Sean McDermott worried about? You'll find out next. Greeny on ESPN Radio at ESPN+. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Greeny, the podcast. Problems in Buffalo right now. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who save with Progressive save over $700 on average. So you probably saw yesterday Bill's wide receiver Isaiah McKenzie. We talked about this a little bit. Uh, got fined by the league, $14,000. We talked about it with Mort, that, about the violating the mask policy for players who are unvaccinated. And he literally did it while NFL officials who had come to camp to talk about what the protocols were going to be, he did it in front of them. 
and he got fined, and Cole Beasley had already gotten fined, and naturally, yep, 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 they're getting into it on Twitter and complaining on Twitter. Cole Beasley's significant other has been very, very outspoken as well, and this is not good for a football team that is expected to do big things. Here's Sean McDermott on the Bills' low vaccine numbers. When the numbers are the numbers, some people are, are in a better position potentially than we are at this point, just looking at the on the surface the numbers. That being said, again, I go back to the personal decision on this thing, and I respect our players' positions. In my personal opinion, uh, it's right to get vaccinated. He has even more to say about the vaccine. There is plenty of evidence, uh, and this is, in my opinion, there's plenty of evidence uh, of why you should get vaccinated, right? And, and uh, that's, that's what I did. That's my own personal beliefs. And so, like I said before, everyone has their own beliefs and respect those. Uh, but in my, in my opinion, in my beliefs, there's plenty of evidence to get vaccinated. Listen. When Sean McDermott is looking at this, he is looking at it through the lens of a coach who is trying to win a Super Bowl, and he knows his opportunity is right there. And this is the last thing that he needs and that his teammates need. There is nothing wrong with making personal decisions. But when you continue to have that discussion publicly, when you have teammates who are trying to accomplish something and also you are potentially putting other teammates at risk, that's a problem. And that's going to be a problem in that locker room. Don't believe me? Listen to Bart Scott. If a guy like Cole Beasley ends up being the outbreak player and he makes us miss a game, and I miss a game check, I am going to punch him in the face. If you are a (laughs) player that's not vaccinated, and especially if we figure out you were out hanging out, you did something wrong, you didn't have protocol, like like when Gobert rubbed the mic and it was all fun and games, I am going to punch you in the face repeatedly, and I want a check from you to replace the money that I lost Mm. because you were being reckless. Yeah, if they actually missed a game because of it, that's a problem for not just you. You are... Your personal choice in this instance is putting everybody else at risk, but it's also making sure that you are basically stacking them against you if something like that happens. Call it a personal choice. Yes, that's fine. There are consequences that come with personal choices. This is not a situation where the league is mandating it. Are they applying pressure? Absolutely they're applying pressure. There's no question. (laughs) Excuse me. But that's the same. Bless you, bless you. Bless you. Bless you. Jeez, what happened? Anyway, the league is applying pressure, yes. But they're not mandating it, and the players' union wouldn't let them mandate it. So just make sure that you understand, Cole. You're not happy about it. That's great. That's fantastic. You want to make that choice for yourself? That's great, too. But just understand, there are consequences that come with every single choice in life. And for a team that is trying to win, that is just the worst possible thing that the Buffalo Bills could have. Well, not the worst possible, but you understand. Off the field issue... A lot of talk about this and the numbers being what they are for his team, you know it is absolutely decreasing 
his patience level and their chances of going on a great run this year. Now, let me ask you this for a second. Nuno, I went to sneeze, and I went to hit a button, and I guess I didn't hold it as long as I needed to hold it. What happened? Did I sneeze on the air? It's all good. You did, but we all said God bless you on air, so we right. followed, well, we followed, the, we the, followed the, the greeny wishes. rules that if the host sneezes on air, we have to say bless you. Oh, I was not aware. I had not well, gotten not me. I don't say rundown. bless you. I'm, I'm anti-bless you. So. Well, that's a personal choice that you've made. Yeah, I, I, think Bubba, should, I, and, I think we should stop saying it. I'm trying to start that movement. Bubba? But the other guy said it. There are consequences for your personal choice of not saying bless you. I certainly am not going to forget that. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.